All right. Okay, so if you have your Bibles, open it up to 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 2. Okay, 2 Peter chapter 2. That is where we'll be as we continue our series in the book of 2 Peter. Okay, last week we talked about how Peter was writing to his brothers and sisters, how this was his one thing that he wanted to tell them. And what was the message that we talked about last week? We said that he wanted them to wake up. Okay, so very quickly, because we don't have much time. Peter said he wanted them to wake up and what? To know who we are, right? He wanted them to remind them, remember who you are in Christ, to wake up and know who God is and to wake up and know what it takes. Wake up and know what it takes to to follow Jesus, to love him, to abide in him. And today we're going to continue in chapter two. And in this this chapter, Peter is giving his, his brothers and sisters, right, in Christ, the church, a warning though. So the thing is, is that Peter first encourages the church, and then he warns them about certain things, about listening to other things, and, and, and that they might be tempted to fall into other things that people are talking about. See, at the time, there was a lot of people who have heard the words of Jesus, who were following Jesus, right? I put that in quotation marks, but they, they were teaching something entirely different than what Jesus was teaching when he was here on this earth, which, which brings me to a question. Has anybody ever fallen for a scam before? Like anybody? Yeah. Like, have you ever seen, um, maybe those gurus on YouTube that say, Hey, buy my class for $5,000. And I promise that like next week you're going to make a million. Right. Or, or maybe, uh, you've seen it on Instagram. Some of y'all have gotten hacked or know people that have gotten hacked because they thought that if they followed a certain person and they believed what they said, that they were going to reap a lot of benefits, they were going to reap a lot of money and wealth and all that good stuff. Some people think that um, if, if they decide to, to go uh, to like a, uh, I, I watched a show called Boy Meets World, and this guy goes to like a modeling agency because he thinks he, he's going to be a model because this person tells him, you're going to be a model, it's going to be amazing. And then they put him in a lobster suit, right? See, there was these things that he believed, there were things that sometimes people fall into, because they think they're going to get something in return that's better or something that in return uh, that, that they think is going to better their lives, right? So quick story. I, I, I'm, I've never shared this, and I told my wife never to share it with anybody, but I'm going to share it tonight because I love you guys. On our honeymoon, okay, on our honeymoon, um, I wanted it to be special. We, we went, we got married in December last year, and around that time, it was beautiful, right, Christmas lights, and we said, we're going to do a road trip. We're going to go to Austin, San Antonio. We're going to end it in Dallas. And so in Dallas, uh, we, we go. And before I got there, though, I wanted to make sure that I got the right place that I wanted to stay at, right? I wanted it to be beautiful, romantic. <laughs> and so what do I do? I go to Airbnb, right? I'm not going to go to no just hotel. I'm going to go to Airbnb. But I'm also trying to save money here, okay? I'm not trying to spend too much money, okay? Now, I'm not cheap. I'm just saying, like, we just got married. We, like, it's... We don't got much money yet. We, our, our bank accounts have not linked up yet. I'm still paying for everything. So I look at this Airbnb and I said, oh, this is amazing, right? It's like a movie theater in the living room and the bed looks all nice and it's like wood floors. And so I'm like, wait, for three nights, it's like 400 bucks? Are you kidding me? This is a steal, right? And so I buy it, I purchase it, and I said, man, this is going to be great. Like, I'm totally going to surprise my wife because we're going to be in Dallas, and I have this Airbnb, and I saved us a lot of money. Long story short, we end up going there, and, and we're passing by, like, all these nice neighborhoods, and then all of a sudden, my GPS says, keep going straight, and I said, 
but, but there's not that much going on over there, right? But I keep driving, and then all of a sudden, you, you see the neighborhood starting to get lonelier, and then darker, and then you see, like, houses that are, like, old that nobody lives in, and then you see people on the streets, right? Then you start seeing, like, really sad things, like homeless people. You start seeing, honestly, people that are addicted to drugs, people who are drinking on the corner, and I'm freaking out. And then my GPS says, you've arrived. This, is, this was not on the Airbnb page, okay? This is not what I signed up for. So I'm like looking around and there's like this one building and it's an apartment. It's not even a house. It's an apartment. And I said, there's no way. So I call the person. She's not answering, but she sends me a text. Oh, the key's under the mat. Just go ahead. And I'm like, wait, what? And so I go in and, and all you smell... <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Like, all you smell is, like, animal remains. You know what I'm saying? Like, it smells really bad. And so here I am on my honeymoon trying to surprise my wife, and then she's like, uh, this doesn't seem safe at all. You hear people screaming down the hall, and, like, you smell remains of things. And then you open the door, and let me tell you something. It did not look like it looked like on the picture. Okay, the couches were torn up. Uh, the bed looked like it hadn't been washed in like eight years, okay? You went into the shower, because she's like, I just want to shower. Because at this point, we're super like, what is going on? And they promised us popcorn, and there wasn't popcorn either. And so she goes to the shower, and on the shower is like this brown residue, okay? It was gross, okay? And she tries to turn on the water, and like, you know, you know, <laughs> you know when you turn on the water, and there's not like a lot of pressure, so it like sputters out, like, and then all of a sudden, right? Well, we hoped that that would clean the brown residue. It didn't. It just stayed there. And so my poor wife is trying to take a shower and like not be next to the residue. So she's like this because she doesn't want to touch anything. All that to say, right, is that I got wrecked, okay? I thought that I was going to save time and money, but I ended, it ended up costing me even more because you know what? I didn't stay there. I said, nope, we're leaving and we're going to the nearest hotel in downtown Dallas, so just because I wanted to save some money and I believed what I saw online and what I saw in the Airbnb page, I, I ended up costing me even more money. And here's what Peter is warning the church about, is that there are people that are going to entice you. They're going to say things that you want to hear and lower you in promising certain things but in reality, it's going to cost you way more, and it's not even going to be worth your time. Second Peter, I'm going to read this very quickly, 17 through 21, says this. These people are springs without water, mists driven by a storm. The gloom of darkness has been reserved for them. For by uttering boastful, empty words, they seduce with fleshly desires and debauchery. People who have barely escaped from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption since people are enslaved to whatever defeats them. For I, for if, sorry, for if having escaped the world's impurity through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus, they are again entangled in these things and defeated. It would be much better for them to not have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy command delivered to them. So here's the thing. We need to wake up, right? But we also need to watch out. Tonight, I'm, I'm talking about what you need to watch out for. Because there's a lot of things in this world that you need to watch out for that are there to 
kill you, to destroy you, to, to deter you, to, to distract you. And we need to be watchful, guys. We need to watch out. We need to watch out, number one, for empty claims, right? In verses one through two, he says that there were indeed false prophets, right? False teachers among the people, just as there will be false prophets among you. They will bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them and will bring swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved ways and the way of truth will be maligned because of them. In this world today, there are false teachers. There are teachers who are teaching the wrong thing. And it comes in every way, shape and form. And unfortunately, even in churches, there are teachers that aren't teaching the truth. There are teachers who are wanting you to believe that God is some fairy that's going to give you money, right? As long as you pray hard enough, you're going to get money. As long as you pray hard enough, your life's going to be easier. As long as you pray hard enough, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to go away. I'm not saying that's not possible, but the lie, and it's very sneaky, the lie is using prayer as a means to getting what you want, as if like God is not in control, but you are. And that's wrong. Other examples of of false teaching are are, are what people in the world tell you what you need to be, right? The truth is what you want to say it is. If you think this way, then that's what you are. And you believe that with all your heart. Don't listen to anybody else. That feels pretty good. Well, man, I I would love to be this or that, and I can just believe it, and it's going to happen? I, that, that sounds fun, right? That sounds awesome. But let me ask you this. If I said, I'm totally going to be an eagle, for sure, like, no doubt, and I jump off a building, and I try to fly, what's going to happen? Right? Gone. No more Eli. Dead. Dead. And that's what these lies bring, guys. Death. And that's what Peter's trying to warn us from. Watch out for empty claims. Just because someone says it is the way it is doesn't mean that that's actually what it is. What, would it, what do we do? We bring it to the Bible and we say, okay, this person's saying this, but does Jesus anywhere in here say this at all? And if he doesn't, then I sh- probably shouldn't be listening to this. Right? And what's even scarier is that these people know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, and they're luring you in for their own gain, for their own profit, for their own self. And that's why we also need to watch out for empty promises. Verse 19 says that they promise freedom. These people that have all these claims that are pretty much empty, and those claims, what do they do? They promise freedom. But they themselves are slaves of corruption since people are enslaved to whatever defeats them. We need to watch out for empty promises. Peter's telling us that these people are saying that you're going to be free, but how can someone be free when they themselves are slaves? Does that make sense? How can someone tell you this is how you can be free and they're walking with like a ball and chain behind them, dragging? Who would follow that? Who would follow them? Would you believe them? I certainly hope not. But the thing is, is that the lore, right, again, the desire, it all is stemmed from our brokenness. And that's the truth. We're broken people, right? We talk about this all the time. 
we need things, or we, we think we need things. We think that we need to be a certain way, act a certain way, right? And then what's our promise? That we'll be happy, that life's going to be great, that we'll be joyful. But, but, but here Peter is saying, no, they're giving you promises, but they can't give them to you because they can't be free because they're slaves themselves. And then lastly, you, you need to watch out for empty hope. Watch out for empty hope. Because what are they hoping besides giving you empty claims and empty promises? Their hope is rooted in their flesh. Their hope is rooted in a moment of satisfaction. Hey, you know how you can get over this breakup? Go ahead and just sleep with someone else. Go ahead. That'll, that'll make it a hundred times better. Hey, you know what'll really help you get over your parents divorcing? Is if you take like eight of these pills, you'll be way better, I promise. Hey, you know what'll help you get over the fact that you lost your brother or sister in a car accident? Is you take a couple sips of these things and I promise you it's gonna make you feel way better. Where is the hope being lied in? It's being lied in uh, and, and to fulfilling the, the fleshly desires. That's what it is. It's an empty hope, an empty well of hope that's not rooted in anything, but it's only rooted in, in our flesh and what our body wants and what our body thinks we need. But here is the hope that we have, though. You're saying, Eli, these are all like super depressing, sad things. Well, what in the world do we do then? So very quickly... There are three things that we can do. We look to Jesus as the truth, right? While some people have empty claims, Jesus's claims are never empty because Jesus is the truth. And we talked about this in the I am's of Jesus. Let me ask you this. Everyone, anyone know who Gordon Ramsay is? Where's the lamb sauce? It's raw, right? Like the guy that yells all the time at their, their kitchen staff. If me and him, right, come up to you and we say, hey, we're both gonna cook you like uh, chicken cordon bleu, right? And we cook it, right? Who do you think is going to taste better? Who would you trust eating the chicken cordon bleu and believing that it's going to come out the way it's supposed to come out? Me or Gordon Ramsay? Me, right? No, I'm kidding. No, you trust Gordon Ramsay. But why? Why? Because Gordon Ramsay has proven himself already time and time again. When he says, I'm going to cook you chicken corn on blue, it's chicken corn on blue and not chicken throw up on you. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee you, you probably throw up if I, if I try to cook for you. But Gordon Ramsay promises that I'm going to cook you something and he's going to give it to you, right? In the same way, Jesus has fulfilled every single promise. So we can look to Jesus as the promise keeper. Okay? He promises you peace, hope, joy, love, life, and you can trust in that because he has proven himself time and time and time again. And lastly, we can look to Jesus as the only hope, the only person, the only thing that will ever, ever get us out from our deepest, darkest places. Okay? So watch out, guys. Wake up and watch out for the things that are attacking you, for the things that are going to distract you. And then look to Jesus for every answer to any claim, empty claim, empty lie, empty, empty promise, 
empty hope and put Jesus in place of that as the promise keeper, as the only hope, as the one who has the truth because he is the truth. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you so much for tonight. I just pray, Jesus, that we would look to you and everything, that we would just be wise. Help us be wise. Help us to be smart about what we fill our minds. Help us to be smart about what people are trying to tell us. Help us to run to your word as the only authority, as the only thing that can tell us what we can and can't do. Because that is you, who you are, Jesus. You are the word that became flesh. And so help us run to that. So in your name we pray and we all said, amen.